On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out if Snowpiercer stays on the rails, if Alex Bordstein can do a good Alan Tudyk, and if the power of love can defeat the Dark Phoenix. All of that and more on an all-new episode of the Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show on the internet that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book or comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host for this episode. Here with me, as always, is Ryan. I thought you were going to introduce Mike first. Um, he's... No. He's not. He's not here. One and done, huh? One and done. He did what us a piece like that. Of shit. He didn't even like. He said, you know, he was like, "I'm not coming back next week." And I was like, "What a kidder! What a joker that guy!" He said, "Smell you later," and then flipped us off as he jumped out of a plane. But which he, admittedly is pretty fucking baller way to leave. It's pretty cool, and he normally does that. So yeah. like, I didn't get anything out of the usual. I was like, "Ah, that guy will be back." What, what is the plane budget for Pop Filter? It's gotta be. Oh, it's through the roof. It's absurd, Ryan. Yeah. It's upsetting to see. You don't want to see it. Okay. You don't want to know what Mike spends on plane jumping alone. <laughs> it's so aggravating. Even when he's gone, we're still paying for every time. He well, we have a subscription. A yeah. And we don't want to lose a subscription. If so. you don't use it the month, you're still paying. So yeah. you might as well jump out of that plane. Use it or lose it, as they say. Use it or lose it. Use it or lose it. Here with us is also Caitlin. Hi. I didn't jump out of a plane today. Yeah, Caitlin, uh, thank you for not requiring a plane. Yeah. Caitlin and Ted came in on a Segway, and she's still on it, rolling around the room. That's how I roll. (laughs) 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 Woo! Well, guys, there's two big things coming up this week. I don't know if you guys know. The big game is coming up. We also have Valentine's Day. Um, is there one of these that's more important? Do I need to like tailor this intro to one to fit one of these demographics? For um, me, Cassie, as a romantic, the yeah. big game is Valentine's Day, <laughs> and it's like you're gonna woo the players, or like how does what does this mean? You guys live outside my bubble mm. against my request. Yes. Um, does anyone in your guys' world like? Do you guys look at the outside world and they care about the Super Bowl? Because I've never cared less, and I've never like had more like less like just downloaded into my brain about the Super Bowl. It feels like it's not even happening. Um yet it's here in our city. Yeah. It's it's here in our city. It's um I don't know if you know this. My family is um a little redneck, I guess. A little trashy, so uh, yeah, I, know, I have people who care about the Super Bowl a lot. Football is a trashy, lot. is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, let me come out on this comic book. I'm sure it's going to insult so many people. <laughs> this comic book podcast. If you watch football, you're trash. <laughs> and I want to repeat that she said football, not Magic the Gathering. Has <laughs> um, your family Rams fans or Bengals fans? My brother is a huge Bengals fan, and this is the first year they've done anything. So um, is he going to get a full chest tattoo of it? Probably. <laughs> it's big for him. It's big. News. I mean, we're not football fans, but the amount that we would like to uh, have sex with Orlando Bloom. Mm-hmm. Orlando mean, Bloom, he's not a football player. I know, but. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Think she knows sports. She's trying to check you right now. No, so, I thought there was a football player named Orlando Bloom. It too. sounds a little football y. <laughs> uh, anyway, can we cut that? 
Could we cut what Caitlin said in post? Uh-huh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, because of how much we'd like to have sex with Orlando Bloom, we not may not like the Bengals, but we sure do want to bang elves. <laughs> Actually, let's cut all of this, guys. <laughs> no, that's great. That's great. That's staying in. I'm making a huge promo of that. I'm be like, I'm sending it out cold call to any email I find. Like, hey, have you heard about this podcast? Because this guy just came up with this on there. I think the only thing I'm excited to see on the football, which the football, the TV game. Um, <laughs> I want to see the, I want to see the Obi Wan trailer. Oh, okay. The commercials is literally all I come for because you might get like something cool mm-hmm. and Pepsi commercials. We love those. Oh yeah, love Doritos commercials. Doritos, They're so funny. yeah. They're so funny. God. Well, that's all the time we have to talk about the big game. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, do you have anything for Valentine's Day? Oh, I was just gonna watch Snowpiercer. Perfect. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. And you guys should join us. We're gonna talk about that right now. On this week's episode of Snowpiercer, we get to see what it's like when the big battle is actually a train-ning montage. It's Wilfred's Big Alice versus Hold Lincoln's on, Cassie. That was wonderful. Yeah. Did you just yeah. think of that off the top of your head? Yeah, Ryan. That, that beautiful pun right there, that was, that was on the fly. Um, but you know what? It is Wilfred's Big Alice versus Leighton's Little Pirate, and the winner will be king of the tracks. The whole season and a half has been building to this moment, and when the show settles, it's the good guys that win. Taste buds, I ask you this. Did the battle of wits, cold weather, and hostages live up to all the hype? I, okay. I can already see Caitlin is about to say negative things, so I'll <laughs> jump in here real quick. I did think it worked because I think a lot of shows like this which are somewhere in between Watchmen and The Flash, mm-hmm. right? Like, not great, great, yep, yeah. but also not for kids. Mm-hmm. They really struggle in their character moments and their world building, and they're just not good shows. Mm-hmm. And so what we need is plot. And the fact that shit happened on this episode, I found exciting. Like, hey, I'm looking at things that are going on. Mm-hmm. I like that. In... And compared to other Snowpiercers, like when you say something happens, that's big. There was a lot kind of things happening. Yeah. Wow. This train had some things happening. The, it just kept the plot kept chugging along. It <laughs> did. It kept on a chug lugging. But it did like it was a weird wrap up, I feel. So we did get, you know, like they had this big train battle, which they've done a lot of train stunts before. There was train drifting uh, earlier. And no way. There was yeah, we got we got trains off the tracks earlier, bro. But on this one, we just like got them. Express over here. Yeah, we just got a, kind of going against each other, and like they shot a cannon once, and that was their big train battle. So, yeah, and then they played chicken, the slowest battle yeah. of chicken mm-hmm. I've ever seen. No, no, no. The problem with chicken is that it goes on too fast. <laughs> Slow that down. Hey, let's let's so really let drag that out. Like when they said they were playing chicken, I was like, how? And then they put the like screen on the outside, like we're in the you know the wilderness or whatever in the snow, and then they're kind of just like two trains stopped at each other, and one slowly moved forward. Like, I was about like. To Kiss. Like, like the headlights <laughs> staring at each other. Yeah. The other amazing thing about the battle is on Layton's train, somebody says they turned off their lights. They could be anywhere. <laughs> There's, That's not true. Track. There's not. <laughs> Like, they can only be on the track because they're trained. That's the whole time when they were like, we're going to go dark too, then they can't find us. And I was like, "What? where does the track lead? You know all the tracks. Like, it's, it's literally stuck to that track. But they did play um, this game of chicken, and it kind of just ended when, you know, Wilfred's got this obsession with this girl who can sing. 
apparently uh-huh. and like all it took like apparently like we let up the whole season led up to like ah but we got this girl they tried to do this game of like you know i have your baby i got your singing girl who's gonna win in this oh, game of chicken damsel in distress mm-hmm. yeah let's both put a damsel in distress and that will put us on even playing field yeah and then i feel like everybody knew like like so that was their big cards that they had and it was all gonna come down to that which is a bummer but then also it was just like Everybody knows how obsessed Wilfred is with this girl. So, like, what was the point of this whole war when they had this girl? Like, it's <laughs> a really good question, Cassie. <laughs> like, at what point? What is Snowpiercer doing? <laughs> this is my first episode of Snowpiercer ever, mm-hmm. and like, I've heard like the shit you guys talk on it, and I went in with an open mind. But this is literally like Thomas the Tranken fanfic, <laughs> Tank Engine fanfic. Like, it's literally like do 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 do. We're doing nothing, and Wilfred over here is like Mr. Conductor. Just mm. and why is he not wearing the hat? I he should be wearing the hat. I think that's my biggest criticism is the fact that we don't have enough stripeds, mm-hmm. stripes, no stripes, hats. Um, not no enough. train whistle. There no train whistle Mm-mm. and no suspenders. And I think there, if there was more of that. Um, that's why it's not the fanfic if it was fanfic we would get slow motion like the engineer talking about how train work yeah. and we got no we got no info on how train work how, how it work I don't Cassie, know can you <laughs> fucking settle a thing for me and Caitlin because this has been a fight for so long and yeah. I can't believe it you've never been brought into this I know I am a conductor mm-hmm. of trains I wear a hat and I pull a rope and I go choo choo and the trains move yeah Caitlin is a conductor of orchestra. She takes her little wand mm. and she goes like this and the violins play. Yeah, yeah. Who is actually better for society? Uh, okay, the conductor of an orchestra, I don't know what they do. The people know what they're playing, okay? Like the train. Like if you disappeared, it, the, the they, orchestra they would, still play. would be fine, but so would the train though. The t- <laughs> but sometimes the train have to stop when it doesn't know it needed to stop. You ever thought about how it you got pull brakes sometimes? Is or conductor like, just the word for the least important part of the team? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> like on the train, they have to pull a lever every once in a while, apparently to switch tracks. Because I heard them say that yep. a lot. And yeah, I you was have like, to switch I'm, tracks. I guess I'm learning about trains today. Uh, <laughs> I, I switch like tracks every time I change my underwear. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Do you feel good about that one? Cassie, what if I didn't say that? <laughs> What if this podcast went without you making that comment? I would have stayed awake all night <laughs> like, thinking I, I missed my opportunity. I would have had that good train comment. Um, we did get... So last time I checked in with Snowpiercer, Leighton was our pure hero. Like he, there was... I There wasn't a dark side to him. We did get dark Leighton in this one where he straight up like he attacked the shit out of Wilfred. And was this an interesting turn for the character, Ryan? couple of things that I want to ask you about. Do you guys see this thing in pop culture where... Straight white men who are supposed to be, you know, like these people who are like, ah, I'm going to lead society because nobody else could because I'm the straight white man. When they get the shit beat out of them, people pull off because they're not the most powerful. They're the most pitiful. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Leighton pulled back. I would have beat the shit more out of Wilfred. Yeah, he did. He did. It was like one stabby, and then Wilfred like broke as a man. He and was like that. That actually hurt. Um, I'm. I can't move on anymore. And there's like, there's nothing worse than a crying straight white man. So I'm gonna lay off. Yeah. Fucking pound that guy. That's right. Pound Ryan. him to dust. That's 100% right. That was that was a bummer. And then also to see him like, this is our big bad dude, and he got a little stabby in the hand, and then they mm-hmm. just threw him in a cell, and he is fine in that cell. He's like, oh, no, I guess I can't do anything now. There is something very specific about the stab wound, too. Are they trying to say something? Because do you know who the last famous person was to get stabbed in the hand? Caesar? Jesus. It's oh. Jesus. <laughs> 
It, I mean, Caesar also, 15 friends assassinated him. All 15 of them stabbed him directly in one hand. They all aimed at the one spot. But is there some weird stigmata thing going on where they poked it, he poked it right through his hand? Or is that just coincidence? Well, you know, when you try to switch tracks on a train, you got to use your hand. Oh, you have read the Bible. <laughs> He's going to stick his hand straight. He has a hole now. <laughs> through the switch and then move it like there. He is part of train. Matthew Markle, 3517. Quote it. <laughs> Quote it. Quote it. Quote it. Get it tatted on your ribs. But the other thing is uh, somebody, it might be Leighton's pregnant girlfriend, somebody like listens to Leighton talk and they're like, oh politics mm. because he's not talking like i'm the savior of the people anymore he's like well i gotta do i gotta get the votes and he is a yeah. little politicky now yeah and it is so at the end you know they decide like um Layton takes over the train they win they have singing girl and he's like fine you get my train now now it's a extra big train all under Layton. Mm-hmm. but how many not, cars cassie how many cars his 1000 and some change yeah uh, just a couple of cars in the back <laughs> there's some other cars that um they might drop at some point who knows um but there is, so he is now in charge of the train, but he wants it to be a democracy. But he doesn't. But he doesn't. But he wants his way, but he wants it, people to think it's a democracy. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I've never seen anybody be so confident of like, I can get this vote. And it was because he is straight up lying to him about it, there being a survivor. And he was like, hey, girl, get on this mic and straight up lie. You owe me. And I was like, this is fucking wild. And I love how when he said, hey, girl, get up on this mic, she automatically rapped. She's <laughs> like, oh, it's coming back. My senses are coming back. <laughs> but yeah, so it is like, like everybody at the end who is like in the know is kind of running the train was like, I, you know, this train just runs on lies. This is how it has to be. And they're fine with that. Like th- this engine just runs on lies. And like, what's our stance on that, guys? <laughs> I mean, I got to say, that's probably how you have to make society chug along. Mm-hmm. But also, if we go back to what is Layton's problem with Wilford, he made it run on lies. So... Is this? Did the show bring up something interesting? Is that what we're saying here? It might have done something. Accidentally. I, accidentally. Maybe I'll give them the benefit that they did try to do this. It just took a wild path to get here. When there is a track, they should have just followed the track right then. But um, it does have, like, I feel like the whole season and the, like, if I would have watched all of this season, the first season? We're on the second? Third. This is the third. third. This is third. So second season. If I would have gone through all of that to get this wrapped up like mid-episode of just like now he has the train, I would be a bit bummed. But you would be bummed, but also you'd be like something new. Yeah. Th- finally, there's something new. And then, so we do have, you know, um, train politics, something to look forward to. But the, it, the episode ends, they were like, hey, this is like, we're kind of doing something here. And then they were like, what if we just threw a knight at the table uh-huh. who is unsettling and we end the episode there what's i don't even know where that could go i don't know what they're doing with this crazy night at the end the creepy mask thing creepy mask thing at the, who was sitting at the table like right at the end as they're like we're going to the horn of africa and he just gets fucking pissed but he's still sitting at a table politely <laughs> i don't yeah i i just thought it was creepy i don't know is it it was effectively creepy right it, yeah is it enough to bring you back i mean I have a busy life, Kathy. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, Snowpiercer has always been that show of like, it's fine. Yeah. No more for me. Yeah. So I thought this episode was pretty good. Um, but I also got to see this storyline wrap up. 
no sense in throwing myself into a new storyline no, like no. that. That'd be crazy. This one has a little bow on it for me, and uh, I'll let it be. Yeah, ah, Caitlin, uh, we did get you hooked on Resident Resident Alien by you almost said one. evil. You almost said Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> Resident Alien. Um, we do this with Snowpiercer for you. Um, no, okay, no. Okay. Um, it. I thought it was crazy that the whole like the fight with the trains, like the chicken and everything, it resolved so quickly and, and like. It was it was weird because it felt like there was a lot of lead up to it, and then there Espe- was like, yeah, especially after twelve episodes of battle. Yeah, because mm-hmm. even like I could feel like that's what had happened, even though I didn't watch it. Um, and then just to have it just be like, mm, I don't want to give up my train, and he's like, Well, I'm gonna take a train. He's like, Oh no, you've got my train. <laughs> that's, that's you don't have to it. watch the show. <laughs> like that is how it went. Uh, down. And then you still had half the episode left after train was taken. Yeah, uh, it was. Something I'm not going to watch. The other thing again. too is that uh, at the end of the episode, Rose, the, the the girl who was like killing people, yeah, the yeah. Head, like the head stewardess, uh, comes down with a bottle of brown for Layton, mm. and they're celebrating. And the last time I watched, they were trying to kill each other. Yeah. And on one hand, sure, that's how humanity works, right? Like, but on the other hand, like, I don't care. Like, I just yeah. <laughs> you don't care. A uh, couple things I wanted to bring up to you guys is one: the girl who is cheering for. The, uh, for Wilfred's team mm-hmm. and like getting her boyfriend to do it. And then at the end, when it sounds like Leighton's going to win, she hands one of the people an orange and then kills the guy in a suit. Yeah, her hard mm-hmm. switch. I hate her so much. She sucks. And I don't know if it's the performance or the deep lack of integrity, like the, the Republican level <laughs> integrity, but I hate her. And the other thing is uh, Big Man died. They, uh, I've, I mean, I've heard of like rubber baby bubby, buggy bumpers. But he got his tongue twisted so hard that he died. <laughs> and that was my favorite character. <laughs> I'm so sorry for your loss. He had, it was a rough go for him. It was a real, that was a brutal scene. And they did pull away. Like once they were like, I'll just go for the tongue. And I was like, how much of this are we going to get? Because I don't want to see. And it was tongue. gross. It was gross. And then he died. And then he, and he fucking and died. And you guys know uh, the special place in my heart for uh, ginger, bearded, just ripped perfect body guys. Yeah. For some weird reason. And nobody yeah, knows why. That's that's my you know, that's my thing. <laughs> um, that is all the time we have to talk about Snowpiercer though. I do have some time to talk about a website. Caitlin. Yeah. What's a website idea you got? Um I have a great idea and it is going to be a website specifically about um the top of people's forehead. Okay, just what now when you say top of the forehead. Yeah. What portion That's of the forehead? That's an Irish phrase, right? Yes, it's the top of the forehead, to you. <laughs> top of the forehead. And not a lot of people know about the top of the forehead and what it really means. So, I'm going to tell everyone uh, about these foreheads that I do see while going around and tattoos maybe that I see on these top of these foreheads. Okay. Or, um just skin types on the top of the forehead. It's mm. going to be a, a really great um, thing with pictures and um, I love talking about tops of foreheads. Okay? Yeah. I uh, I mean Cassie, I know that you have to talk about Cypress Sprout, but I have so many questions. Um, <laughs> is it just tattooed tops of foreheads, or is it all types? It's all, all different types of foreheads. Have you guys ever noticed that uh, the top of the forehead where like it goes up and then back? Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. We got those. Oh, okay. That, that, that was my big concern. Yeah. You have those. Yeah, we got them. Don't worry. And is it like, are you trying to open up discussions about, like, is it appreciation of these? Or is it like, if somebody's got a hard receding hairline and you're just like, It's Damn. definitely, it's it's going to be part like, um, like People Magazine, like discussion vlog, like foreheads, you know? Yeah. Celebrity and gossip of forehead. Yeah. It's the four forehead, you know, the really real top, top uh-huh. tier, top of your forehead. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's gonna it's gonna be great. I is think it foreheads by heads. 
<laughs> is that the website? <laughs> I, was, I thought it was going to be top tier, top forehead, but top tier, top forehead. Okay. Are you going to get to rank foreheads like wiki feet? Yes. Yeah. There's going to be like the coolest foreheads too. Like the, like the cool fashionable foreheads. Mm-hmm. Oh and my God. No matter like... what, use wiki feet as your inspiration. Like that's, <laughs> that's always a... <laughs> the best thing to do. Whew. Ryan, it's brought me a lot of success in life. And that's, that's how I got here today. Those people dedicated their lives to taking uh, close ups of celebrities toes mm-hmm. and making a website about it. What heroes? What, what absolute lords? We're coming for them. <laughs> All right, Caitlin, this is um, this is gonna take the internet by storm. I feel like people didn't realize how how interesting it would be to talk about foreheads. <laughs> the top so, of people's foreheads. The top of foreheads. Yeah, it's like one head though. Yeah, Cassie, you keep saying forehead. It's just the tippy top. Just, I'm so sorry. It is just the top of the foreheads. Just a little bit of portion of it. Um, so I'm gonna send you over to my friend CyrusSprout.net to make you build this website. Okay, okay, cool. They got premium hosting that is specifically built for WordPress. Um, they handle security maintenance. Yeah, and Siri is also a big fan of them. Um, they don't need Siri, though, because they handle their own shit. They handle backup speed optimization. They're going to work hand-in-hand hand with you. They put a, put a focus on collaboration. It's easy to manage. If you want to get in there, you want to put a forehead in a drag-and-drop template, you can do that. Wow. They let you do that. CyrusProd.net, your partner for the digital world. Coming up next, it's time for our pull list. <laughs> We are back for the pull list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. First show starting it off is Peacemaker. In the penultimate episode of Peacemaker, some of the parade of villains catches up to Chris and the crew. We get at least one of the remaining showdowns this episode as face Chris as Chris faces the white dragon, aka his dad. His dad did the one thing he shouldn't have, punched Eagly. This mm-hmm. inspires Chris to beat the shit out of his dad and then put a bullet in his forehead. In this episode, we get skinheads getting blown away and rude film dorks getting their asses kicked. And Taste Buds, I ask you this. Is there anything wrong with watching people, watching the people you want to lose, lose? No. I loved that we could watch like all these horrible people that we absolutely hate just get demolished and get gunned down. Caitlin, you say a lot of crazy things. Yeah. But uh, one, two of those things are mm-hmm. I don't like the KKK or Nazis. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And I don't like film dorks. Mm-hmm. And we got to see them absolutely punished. And I just, I love it too, right? Like, I'm not going to mm-hmm. argue with those points that you have made about how uh, racists are terrible. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, are we just getting this perfect donut food fed to us? Because this is, we're watching exactly what we want to see, which is these bullies punished. I... There's nothing wrong with donuts. I but yeah, it's not I a love, good dinner though. I love donuts, and uh, some with stronger stronger tummies could eat it for dinner. Um, but your tummy can't I handle donuts. I have strong tummy. I can eat donut. Yeah, me too. I, yeah. yeah, I know. But when <laughs> I was trying to speak for other people, but like I'm fine. When Cassie <laughs> orders a filled donut, it's not jelly; it's chili, uh-huh. and that's so weird. Yeah. Mm. No, Ryan, the mixture of flakiness and then cool donut with a little warm chili in there, bliss. <laughs> Yummy, yeah. Back to back there's to just, back to. There's, there's no denying, and I feel weird saying this, but like uh, sometimes it gets confusing as to whether or not the things we see are to make the ending more satisfying. Yeah, and I like I know that sounds stupid because that's what stories are. Mm-hmm. We live the story, we watch the story, hear the story to then make the ending satisfying. Yeah, but I, sometimes I think that James Gunn has this thing of. Everybody wants to see these Nazis get punched out. Mm-hmm. And so we're just going to build to that and give it to them. Yeah. And I feel like 
I don't know if it's unearned or maybe you know what it is. It's uncomplicated. Mm-hmm. I think that he has done a really good job of, as we've talked about about Peacemaker, uh, building this nuance of who was good and who was bad, mm-hmm. and is Chris good? Is Chris bad? But then we have these KKK members who are like, oh no, they're bad, and we should kill them. Yeah. And then we get uh, what's his name, tall guy with the beard, Economos. Yeah. Coming out with an absolute machine gun and yeah. just just mowing them down. Yeah. That was so satisfying to watch. And yeah. I know I just know like it's, donuts. it's so simple, like and yeah, it's like it's the easy route out for James Gunn. But I mean it's it is what I wanted to see and it was I I don't feel like there's gonna be anything more complicated coming from the show or even in the next episode because it does you're you're right, it does look like we're going to tie it up with a bow okay. at the end. And Peacemaker will be good. Then I will ask you this. Yeah. So you think that the show earned Economos, mm-hmm. Economos mowing down all the skinheads. Did the show earn Harcourt sticking out a finger so her dead butterfly alien partner could grab it as he dies? Ah. And they could have that moment. Yeah. So Merv dies in this episode, which is the leader, and he was a butterfly, and he was helping them get get to the cow to try to take out all the rest of the butterflies. And yeah, Harcourt was really close to Merv, I guess. I don't I don't think that was earned at all. I love the little butterfly's hand grabbing her hand. Like, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious when he was dying, <laughs> which is fucked. But I, I, I don't know. I love that part. But I do not think that part was earned at all. And that's the thing is that, like, sometimes James Gunn sort of – and let me be clear. Seven episodes out of eight episodes in I Am Loving This Show – but I think James Gunn's fault is that he wants to do the ridiculous, but then also get to a point where he wants you to think the ridiculous is heartfelt. Mm-hmm. And watching a butterfly's hand grab a finger of a blonde lady, is, <laughs> that fell in, the, <laughs> fell in this Wait, valley of a, for of me. a blonde lady? <laughs> yeah, right. Blonde lady. Yeah. That's touching. <laughs> well, Harcourt, she's made such a switch in just these past episodes because she was just hard, had hard Heart. exterior. <laughs> and like... She didn't like anyone, didn't want to tell Chris her name, hated him, and now they're all a team. And she Not just a team, Caitlin, but a team that will turn a corner in slow motion and walk in full position yep. like their Reservoir Dogs. Yep, and they they did that, and I, I think her whole t- like turn as a character is jarring, and I liked her kind of more when she was the first couple of episodes, like harder, like harder exterior, I guess. Um, so I don't, I don't think that part was earned. But we do get to see that big cow. Okay. So let's talk about this. Cassie, I can't believe... We should have at least sent you footage or video of this. (laughs) Cassie, I want to dress up as this cow. (laughs) I love this cow. Now, we do have terms, butterflies. Butterflies don't look like butterflies. This cow look like cow? Well, butterflies do kind of look like... Yeah. They have wings. This looks way less like a cow than the butterflies look like butterflies. It looks like when you have a booger and you like it comes out and you stare at it. If you add legs to that and maybe some little black beady eyes... I don't like this. And make it like... A million times bigger. I don't like this. Long before you two were born, there was a show called Futurama. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, Futurama, there was an episode where everybody's favorite soda was Slurm. And they went to the Slurm factory, and it was just like Willy Wonka. And they found out that the Slurm was actually coming out of the poop hole of a giant worm. Yeah. And it was a big worm. This cow, this is like, uh, Cassie, if you go into something way bigger than the Batcave. Yeah. Like an underground cavern. And the cow is most of it. Mm-hmm. And it's got these black, sad eyes. And mm-hmm. Caitlin, was it I don't like that. not enjoying its life? Like, it was 
All I could think of it was, was a slave. I felt sorry for it immediately yes. when I no. saw it because I was like, oh no, like you have barely enough room in here. You are all alone and you're just getting like, it's like, you know how the cows have the little thing that they attach the teat and it just like takes it out and it's like, yeah. okay, the cows enjoy that. This is like, there's, <laughs> they, they love it. They love that. They love, love that it. thing. They love it. This, there's like goose spurting out from the side. So Ooh. it doesn't even get all of it. It's like, oh man, they're not having a good time getting his goo like out, you know? Damn. Or, like the chickens who are in cages that are yeah. somehow smaller than the chickens. Yeah. This is what it was like. And yeah. it would like scream. Mm-hmm. Like, but like it, it looked sad. Yeah, it was a Do, sad thing. I, I, currently, to kill it. I currently have in the search bar Peacemaker Cow. Should I hit go on this? Hit Should go. I get to see hit what go. this looks see like? What it looks like. I'm going to see what this looks like. Um, There's also Eagly does get I don't like slapped. It. <laughs> yeah. Confirmed I don't like it. It... It was. It's got a singular tooth. Um, oh it's, wow! It's I didn't know old. that. I thought it was a baby because it had the singular tooth. It's got a singular tooth in it. So it's a calf. It's it's a baby calf. It's it's. Oh my god! It's so sad to look at. I don't like it. Yeah. It's the big eyes. It's the whole uh, Stitch, uh, Grogu, big dark eyes. Yeah. And that makes you empathize with it. Yeah. yeah. I felt it in those dark big eyes. And uh, Chris and Vidge are gonna go kill it. Uh, the whole team's going to go kill it. Or free it. I think they're going to kill it. I think they have to kill it. <sighs> but when they see those big black eyes, are they, you're right, are they going to free it? It's another pet like Eagly. You can have big cow pet. Can we go back to Eagly? Yeah, let's stuff? talk about Eagly. Can I, I, can't, I, like, I can't not talk about the fact that fucking Eagly gets punched by Daddy. Um, Daddy in his big, big white power suit. Punched in chest, face. Back. Bo- like full body. Yeah, Oof. it was just full a body, body shot. Oof. Yeah, eagle gets punched and skids across the floor, and it's Oof. out for the whole rest of the like but scene. It turns Chris from Chris to Hulk. Yeah, and he like yeah. throws eight KKK members off his chest and just yeah. runs to punch his dad. Yeah, hell yeah, and beats the shit out of his dad. So eagly then has to go to the vet's office, mm. um, and the vet. The whole thing with Vigilante and the vet, like, should I kill them? And they're like, no, don't kill the vet people, the vet techs. Um, and he's like, okay. And he's like, but when you bind them, though, make sure you don't do it with this tape. Because, like, I'm worried about, like, their skin and stuff. And, and duct tape is hard on their skin. It's like, you're willing to kill these people, but you're not willing to put duct tape on them? That's oh. sort of Vigilante's character in yeah. a nutshell. My question is that if they're veterinarians and now they're part of this war that's about to be over, are they vet vets? <laughs> Because then the, the vet the veterinarians were like, "Can we join in with you guys? We're ready yeah, they to were help ready you." To and they had someone had like a gun, like like <laughs> it was like, "Yeah, we're ready to help." And and Eagly's okay, Cassie. I want to let you know that Oof, he's I okay. And this. he ends up hugging Chris again. And good. Um, Autobio witnesses Chris getting hugged. And but if she didn't, Chris was firing selfies yeah, as hard as he could. He, had, he was able to grab his phone and like get like a good selfie of him Perfect. and Eagly getting that good hug. I do want to ask you, Cassie, before we go. Um, Chris's dad is taken down. He's standing there prone. Mm. Chris has a gun mm. pointed to his dad in any other show. Because now uh, Chris's dad is like, kill me, F-slur, pussy, you all of the things. You won't do it. Yeah, you won't do it. Kill me. And Chris fucking pops one right in his forehead. Hell yeah. Is that, I mean, it is satisfying, like Caitlin was talking about, right? Like, mm. this is what we want. But is that surprising? Is that, because most shows would be like, you don't deserve to die. Like, I don't want to be the person who kills you. Mm. Chris fucking kills him. I think Vigilante has talked enough about like how his dad's like actually a piece of shit that it might have actually gotten to Peacemaker. And he's like, maybe he is bad. 
Yeah. And then he finally realizes that it's not his fault that his brother's dead. It's yes. his dad's fault. And that was a huge thing. We finally saw the footage as if it's a found footage, like <laughs> a documentary. <laughs> we finally saw the footage of uh, Chris and his brother and the brother's death. And Chris was peacemaker. John Cena was finally uh, able to come to terms of like, I didn't kill my brother. You killed my brother. Hell yeah. They put him in a pit and said, punch each other. Wild. <sighs> Riverside. Why do they do this in Riverside? <laughs> there can sometimes there you gotta you gotta battle harden these kids. All right, you gotta put them in a pit and let them battle. Most of the time, both make it out. Sometimes they don't. It just happens. Um, I do want to go to moments of the week though, Caitlin. I'll start with you. Oh man, it was just seeing that cow for the first time, man. Just seeing it, it because the first thing it does is goes like it, it's a big old noise, and I'm like, Aha! you do Aha! love your noises. You love your noises. I love the big black eyes and the noises. Oh god, I loved it. It'll get her. Ryan, what's your moment of the week? Uh, sometimes, Cassie, we use the moment of the week to talk shit on the show. Yeah. Like, it's just supposed to be the one standout thing of the show. Yeah. And the fucking janitor from the first five minutes of Peacemaker gets a spot in the opening credits. Uh, everyone gets a spot. But where is the cow? Why is the cow not in there just doing all of the arm moves with everybody else in the opening credits? Because they are inside the cow the whole time. Bam. Oh. oh bam. 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 Zoom out on the final episode. You're in the cow. <laughs> All right, Peacemaker is Thursdays on the CW is what I have, HBO and Max, that's definitely bud. not right. HBO Max. Our next show is Raising Dion. On season two, episode two, security guard Gary is going through a transformation at home, but that's not on Dion's radar right now because he's busy taking uh, the new crooked man slash murder child on a tour of the school while his mom and new trainer go on a lunch date. After a date, Nicole confronts Pat, a.k.a. past crooked man, and tells him to stay the F away from her and Dion. Taste buds, I ask you this. Is Gary the best name for a security guard, or should it be something better? It's something that rhymes with Gary. Gary. Larry works. Jerry. Jerry. Barry. Steve Barry. Steve, Steve Barry. Barry. Like, as two first names? Like, Steve yeah. Barry Johnson? Steve Barry Johnson, yeah. Like, if you get, like, everybody calls him Barry, and then you find SB. out... SB. 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 Steve Barry. Yeah. Oh, okay. SB. I like it. Great. Raising Dion is on Netflix. Wait, Cassie, you don't, you don't want to talk about all the stuff you watched on Raising Dion? Um, you know, the date happened... Wonderful uh, job. Uh, you, no, uh, yeah. Uh, you loved it, though, right? It, I, was, it was amazing? It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, can't wait to see what continues. Is is on Netflix. You should watch it with me. Our final show of the week is Resident Alien. On this week's episode of Resident Alien, the girls are gathering for an emergency GM-59, which is just an excuse for the women to rage, which turns into actual rage when they all find out that they are severely underpaid and confront the mayor. Meanwhile, after getting scolded for taking advantage of a scientist that likes him, Harry duplicates her body body to break into the lab and steal equipment and also kicks her boss's ass while there. Taste was I ask you, how did this episode handle the call for women's equality? Cringy or nailed it? Oh, Cassie. Ryan, I go to you. I love that you <laughs> go to me. I'm the one who's spoke like I would like to ask this back to you guys because uh this episode was heavy handed. Yes. Right? It really put it on thick that uh not like girls can party and then also girls deserve to be paid as much as boys. Mm -hmm. But it did make me think about that. Like that's sort of been the point of the entire show. Yeah. Like aliens and octopuses and tubs and murders and Sam and, or Max, I'm sorry. And what's Max's friend's name? Zahar. Zahar aside. Mm -hmm. This sort of has been how like Asta is the perfect one. Mm -hmm. Not because she's perfect, but because she sees the world, how it should be. And this has been like a pro woman show. Like the uh, the first thing that Harry does is go and 
Or no, he like goes and fucks with Asta's ex. Mm-hmm. And then it's eventually Darcy and Asta's daughter who handle the ex. Yeah. And so this is like one level up from how the show has always been. Yeah. And I do, I don't know their decision to make it so blatant. Like, I don't know if they had this conversation of like, I don't know if people are picking up on this. Like, you know how it was like, oh, this kind of is how the show is. They were like, hey, let's really drop it on these people that this is what this show is about. And it was, it it towed the perfect line for me. I never fully rolled my eyes. And I think it's because they do like, they centered it around these women. So they gather for a party excuse for them all to get shit faced. And like, I feel like that because it was just like this realistic grounding of like, these women are here to just like also get fucked up and then like fight for equality. Like it had this grounding of like, we're just, they're still and then, as and rowdy as the boys. They got fucking drunk. Nobody more than the mayor's wife who got mm. fucked up. Like, well, Either she's a really good actress or they literally got her shit faced. <laughs> uh, but I love these girls' night out things because uh, everybody's talking, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. What books did you read? What cactuses do you touch? I don't know what girls talk about. But mm-hmm. when there's a lull, someone's like, my husband uses a strap-on. <laughs> and that's that's why girls' nights sound awesome. Why is it GN59? Did they I, explain that? I thought they were going to explain it, and I don't think we got an explanation. Like, it's not a 69. 59. We just missed... It's a 50. I, I don't know. It was right there, and they didn't but They didn't take it. The other thing I realized is that uh, because of the way the show works, we have all these characters that we love. We never see them together, mm-hmm. you know? And now we get to see them all interacting, and now Darcy is with the mayor's wife and with... Who's the girl with the hat? She thinks hats are cool, you know? that. Yeah, she just kind of pops up every once in a yeah. while. I don't fully know, but she's just kind of there when it's the girl's time. Or Darcy's arch enemy, the more drunken person the, in the town the like the like low budget darcy <laughs> 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 when those two interact it it brings me so much joy yeah, it's always like fuck you fuck you fuck you i love you all right bring it in you but they're both sloppy bitches who recognize each other for being sloppy bitches but so much of it could have bothered me not as a man mm-hmm. as a tv critic but uh, uh it just there was a lot of girl power but uh the whole like going to find the budget and finding out that they really do make 75 cents to the dollar of every man in town. Yeah. Uh, and then going to the mayor's house and like shining the flashlight and saying, you have to change this right now. Yeah. But what really got me again, again, just like it happened in Peacemaker, just like it happened in, we haven't talked about the show tonight, but Reservation Dogs, it happens multiple times, is the coming around the corner in slow motion, Darcy's wearing roller skates. That's, and they're just walking in posse formation. Like it, it hits me every time. I know it's hack. I know we've seen it a million times, but I was like, hell yeah, here we go. <laughs> That's because they're all hyped from the bar. They're like, we are going to see if we can get our girl a raise because she's amazing. And then like literally this is the moment where it, I was like, I was like, I guess it's not cringe because like, um, what was it? Avengers? Which one where the women came together? They oh. all like fucking uh, high five each yeah. other. And it was like Marvel like really jerked themselves off to well, we get this. Wonder Woman said, uh, like she said, no man's land. Mm-hmm. And Wonder Woman was like, I am no man. And yeah. then Marvel quadrupled down on it and said, <laughs> all of the girls will be in one shot. Isn't mm-hmm. that better? And then they get to do some punches. And this one was just like, this is going to, we're going to have our mom- women moment, but they are all going to be fucked up walking in the middle of the street. One's going to be in light up rollerblades. Ah. And like, that's, that's, that's You're badass. <laughs> but, but think about it though. Like every, 
episode of this podcast that we talk about Resident Alien, we give Harry his due. We say Max is stupid. We say the mayor is stupid. And then we talk about Zahar, Asta, and Darcy the entire segment. Yeah. Like, this has always been there for the show. Yeah. And this one, we got a lot of the um, deputy as well. Like, yes. getting her, finally, her getting her due. I didn't even know she was married. They dropped no. that us on us. She was like, well, he wants a riding mower, so I got to sh- drive this shit car. And then I was like, That's what? That's what Girls' Night is for. For all the girls to be like, fuck. No, no, absolutely not. We will not stand for this. Also, we got resident uh, alien babies. The first five minutes is all of them, all of the characters at camp as like 10-year-olds hanging out. And they're exactly the same as they were. As they are now. Yeah, as they are now. That's what was cool. This one, you really got to see like how connected this town is because we knew they were connected. But to see literally everybody when they meet up, like they all have stories from the past. I was like, oh, this is a small town. Mm -hmm. And then we do have, um, aside from this, we do have Harry going on a date. Yes. With um, this scientist who is horny for him. And she does like, we get this beautiful moment of her taking on Alan Tudyk's whole personality. So this is an easy go-to thing is hire a super professional actress, right? Like this is Lois from Family Guy, but it's also, uh, she's won Emmys for Marvelous Miss Maisel. She was on Mad TV. Like she's a ringer. Alex Porcine comes in and is this really sad woman. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of affecting of like, her and Harry are flirting and talking and then Harry runs off and then she runs up to Asta and says, what did I do wrong? Yeah. Like that, that's kind of crushing. But then finally Harry uh, becomes her and now Alex Borstein has to act like Alan Tudyk acting Mm. like Harry. Yeah. It was pretty great. The writers knew. They were like, um, there's one word he says exceptionally in his penis. And they were like, yeah. you. Like they penis. <laughs> penis. They, uh, they were like, this has to go in the script. You do have to practice this one word. And this is how it's going to nail. Um, but with her, like, to her sadness, we do have, like, this date between them. Worst date ever. Obviously, it's Harry. And the shit he's saying. Like, I thought it was perfect and romantic. <laughs> the amount of winking. The amount of eye winking. <laughs> And straight up, like, he was not hiding that he was using her for equipment. She's fucking into it. She's, like, it's so, like, her has had such shitty experiences that she's, like, this is romantic as hell. Also, Harry used one of my classic lines that never works for me but worked for Harry, which is, are you aroused? (laughs) (laughs) That's never worked for me. Weird. Maybe try it some more. It might work for you. Slower? Maybe slower Slower. next time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, but we are pretty much out of time. Let's go to moments of the week. Ryan, what's yours? Oh, my goodness. I think my moment of... Oh, there's two things I want to get to yep. real quick. Uh, this show going too far. And one is Darcy. We talked about this last week, but Darcy trying to get the mayor's wife to... She, she just keeps hinting at the fact that she kissed the mayor. Uh-huh. What is she doing, dude? I think she's just playing games. Like, I don't fully know what they're doing with this because I genuinely don't know. The other one is uh, Harry as Alex Borstein goes to her job and her boss comes in mm-hmm. and says, hey, baby, what's up? Wait, where are you going? I'm going to sidle on next to you and I'm going to touch your hip a little bit. Mm. And then that guy gets absolutely trashed, yes. like thrown around the room and probably dead. Yes. Is that the answer? Is that what we should be doing to those people? If I had the strength, yeah. Yeah. Okay. How That's else good. are they going to learn, Ryan? Put them in a pit, make them fight, or throw them around. My moment of the week is the sheriff. Uh, the mayor is hanging out with the sheriff on their mandate. And the sheriff, or the mayor is like, uh, I think I should tell my wife that Darcy kissed me. The mayor's like, cool, cool, cool. Or 
You could go to one of those places that writes things on rice. You could write your confession onto a bullet. Then you could put that bullet into a gun. Then you can get the yellow pages and then put that on the side of your head. Shoot the bullet through your head. It's going to land at the D's. And then uh, she will find the phone book and look up D's and then read your confession on the bullet. He sold all of that. I love it. It was D for dummies is where it's going to (laughs) land when she finds it. It was like it was a full journey. It was worth the whole the whole time it took to get there. Uh, My moment of the week is going to be from Harry's date. And it is when he uh, smells her hand and he's like, what perfume is that? And she's like, Jergens Intense Moisturizer. Um, I have severely dry hands. (laughs) 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 It was fantastic. Cassie, Uh, you've just been waiting your life for that person to be like. What is this smell? And then you can deliver that answer. <laughs> it's um, Thank you. It's O'Keefe's working hands for me. Uh, I do need you to know. Uh, that is all the shows we watched this week, though, which means it's now time for X-Taz. Welcome to X-Taz Mani, bitch. A mini show within a show where we take an in-depth episode-by-episode look at Fox's seminal and underrated early morning soap opera from the mid-90s X-Men, the animated series, animated series. On Dark Phoenix Part 3, we pick right back up where we left off. Taste Buds, including our new Taste Bud, Parker. Hey, Hi, Parker. Parker. You want to get on mic, Parker? Parker is one year old and doesn't want to talk so much as keep me from talking. Yeah, and i that's huge. I respect oh, her. Oh, shit. Cassie, did you bring her in here? This was that? my whole plan. Express I was like, purpose? I was like, he's been getting too much mic time. Let me bring in Parker, our <laughs> ringer. Our ringer over here. That's so crazy because all of our emailers say Ryan is not getting en- enough talk time. It's weird. Those are um, pre-made emails that you send to yourself, and we all know this, Ryan. I did not know that you were going to see through that plan. <laughs> I thought that I was going to fake you out with that one. No, Ryan. But this one does. It does pick up right where we left off, which is going to be Phoenix um, being real angry and just just letting loose. Emo? Emo, edgy, and ready to attack. She does attack the X-Men fully, and um, they, like, decide, like, the X-Men are, like, they have this conundrum, like, we gotta attack her, but Jean's in there. Right. So, this is the whole battle of how do we stop Phoenix, but protect Jean. So, like, I just want to hit her outside, but not her inside, basically. Yeah, hit her, get her bruised, but, like, don't bruise her spirit. Yeah. There is, so, Phoenix flings all of the X-Men away from her and then the only person that lands in the mo- in like an interesting spot would be probably wolverine because he lands in the ducks uh we, caitlin we, uh-huh what does wolverine say before he lands in the ducks he goes ducks <laughs> what <laughs> i hate is ducks <laughs> he's about to land in a pond and he's about to land on ducks and he's like ducks yeah. <laughs> and then like two minutes later he gets out and he's like i hate ducks <laughs> uh first of all Never been established. Not in this lore. Second no. of all, why before you're about to hit something do you say their name? Ducks. It's the weirdest voiceover too. Like that is the one that came in the clearest. Like they brought him in and they were like, "Hey, we didn't get you didn't mention the ducks you were falling into. Come back into studio." Uh, and I know your agent, and I know this is going to cost us fourteen thousand dollars, but the episode <laughs> does not work. Unless you scream ducks before you hit the ducks. <laughs> so could you please come in and record ducks? Ducks. And I need you to hit it I hard. I laughed so hard. <laughs> Me too. I hit the back 15 seconds to hit I it again. Too. I had to get Wait, it again. Did he say ducks? Was he? No, he did say ducks. But it was from now on. If I'm ever launched at anything before I hit that thing, I'm going to say that thing's name. <laughs> Lily pads. 
Vagina. We do have <laughs> we do have um, him getting launched into ducks, and also this is when Scott has this one technique, and it's like power of love. Yeah, is all um you're throwing all these X Men around. I'm gonna try to break through to Gene. Remember Gene, you love me, and that's his whole technique. Uh, Scott Summers, uh, iPad iPod, what was the one? The iPod Shuffle mm-hmm. was all 80s romantic ballads on his way to that fight. And yeah. he is ready to fight with the power of love. Mm-hmm. He straight up was like, I'm not even I'm not even going to use my powers. I have I have my heart, baby. That's oh, all power I need. Power of Mutant? Power of Fist? No. Nuh-uh. Power it's of the love. power of love. And speaking of love, did you guys notice how Gambit and Rogue were like, Wolverine was tossed into the ducks because uh, Rogue decided to catch Gambit. Uh, and Gambit noticed that most of all. Gambit, yeah. Gambit sure did notice that. And he's like, she caught me instead of you. I hate Gambit. That's yeah. a pretty good Gambit. Resume. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I do think that if I was rogue, I was like, oh, shit. Gambit, Wolverine. They're flying through the air. Which one should I catch? Well, I don't like Gambit. But Wolverine, right before he hits the duck, he's going to be like, <laughs> ducks. He's like, already said You know ducks. what? I'm going to let him fly into the ducks. Gambit's going to, or Wolverine's going to ducks. You yeah. got to let that play <laughs> out. That's too down. fun. Um, yeah, so we do get uh, all that. And then in the midst of this battle, we do have a quick little flash. We get some Avengers and a little bit of Watcher. Yeah. A little, little pixies at them. Did you see them. Uatu the Watcher? Yeah, bro. And we saw uh, Strange. Strange and, and Thor. Thor. Mm-hmm. And like classic giant buttons on his costume mm-hmm. Thor. Yeah, just standing on top of a building, I yeah. think. Like they were like, they kind of got Spider-Man and him confused. They're like, I don't know, throw him on a building. I don't care. Yeah. But he's like spinning his hammer and he's like, what? What what's happening? But before anything happened, Thor, what were you doing, buddy? What were, were you, you up were you to? Standing there, spinning your hammer for hours on end. <laughs> like he's like Matt Murdock, and he's watching over Hell's Kitchen, just waiting to hear something. Like <laughs> I, I, I don't think Thor had to do that, but he was doing that. Um, and, and that that's all in there. So we squeal, mm-hmm. and it worked. Yeah. I did. You yeah. know what? I did. As, yeah. The second I saw it, I was like, <gasps> Thor. I was like, I don't know when they're coming in, but I'm gonna lose my mind when we come back to them. We have another one later on, though, Cassie. Another, I'm going to see if you know that one. Another one? Jean Grey, flying towards the sun, passes by somebody. We'll get there. Don't worry about it. Bet. But she does. Yes. So at this point, we do get um, Phoenix has fully taken over. And she's like, I'm going to fly to like another dimension of space, I guess, a deeper space. And she Hopefully goes, there's not a sun in my way. <laughs> she, um, she don't care about the sun's Ryan. That's how she charges up. So she does run into, I must say, the drama club of space. Yeah. <laughs> These guys are extra. And they're just like, they're just being nerds in space. And all of a sudden, they're like, hey, something came in pretty hot. I'm going to call them the disco twins because <laughs> they are ready to party. It's right? the Shi'ar Empire. Yeah, but like, mm. not like Lalandra, the queen of the Shi'ar Empire. Yeah. This is two fucking guys who are uh, dressed like John Travolta, ready to party. And their hair. It and looks like someone got scissors and like cuts little spots out of their hair. And then the same thing out of their chest. Like yeah. Their suit goes down far enough to have that same cut. And they say, and I quote, um, this is crazy. I hope nothing happens in space tonight. Yeah. <laughs> I am having a chill time in space. I hope nobody takes out the sun near me. Um, but yeah, so once we get introduced to them, we then cut back to our X-Men who are debriefing with Xavier and, um, they have to come up with a plan to save Jean Grey and their plan, it ends up being Beast, I guess, who comes up with this of just Mind Scrambler, of well, course. Well, I think it was Cyclops. I feel like was that Cyclops it? did all of the heavy lifting with the plan, mm-hmm. but Cassie, your fucking eyes and brain mm-hmm. disregard everything that Scott Summers says because of how... Because of your hatred. At what point was it when Scott was like, hey, I have a connection to her. Let's use me. And then they were like, nah, be quiet. 
Aimee's a mind scrambler. The mind scrambler was crazy because it was like, obviously, this is going to be your answer. I was completely lost. Were you lost when they were like talking about the mind scrambler? Oh, you don't listen to that deep sci-fi. Yeah. You just let those conversations you just get, go they're by. Gonna, they're going to make some wild claims about how science and space works. And you just if, like, if, you put, if you put the finger longer in the jigaba, then you put the doo-doo in the pop-pop, but then you're going to be They good. were like using very simple terms. I was like, this doesn't sound like it's going to it's work. It's a kid's show, Caitlin. Yeah. You throw some words out there, they're yeah. like, yeah. yeah but yeah, I yeah, swear yeah, to yeah, God, yeah. and I quote, Cyclops said, I have an idea. This is my idea. This will work. It's a brilliant idea. And everybody was like, God damn it, Scott, you've done it again. This is why you're the leader of the X-Men. Yeah. You're handsome and you're brilliant. We watched two different versions, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yes, yeah, so then once they Beast makes the mind scrambler, and then they're like, We just gotta get we gotta get to Jean. And it's so we cut to Jean and we like she's like in a mindscape of her home, but yeah. like she thinks it's her home. Right. And then we get a little a little peeksie at some daddy issues. Yeah. Just a little peeksie. Her parents are at home, except she just Keeps screaming for daddy. Daddy! Daddy! And then she sees a cat, I think, named Prometheus. Yeah, Prometheus. But did you guys see the stuffed animal that she picks up? It's, it's like, it looks like elf. Like elf. Elf? Elf. 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 Okay. <laughs> really hard word, Caitlin. No, that was a tough it's one. Three, <laughs> it's three letters. I was like, I can picture this, but I can't but it, it. It looks like a troll doll. Mm. But it only has one eye. Yeah. What would you call a one-eyed doll? Was like Cyclops. It's Cyclops. It's the love of her life. <laughs> Even in her past, she had a Cyclops doll. If oh, they, man. the fact that you picked up on that angers me. And if this was intentional, it super angers me. <laughs> Cassie, what other word do you have for a one-eyed creature? Honestly, give it to me right now. Monster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a Cyclops. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Uh, it, you can look at my notes, and it says she has a Cyclops doll. Dot dot dot. Wait. Cyclops, <laughs> wait. Cyclops, wait. All the way down the page, just and then I finally made the connection. <laughs> and then you go to the whiteboard, and it's just like there's something here. There's something here. Um, but yeah, so they do get to break through to her in this moment. They put the little you know mind scrambler on, and this is when Wolverine gets his chance, and he is gonna maybe go for the kill. Maybe He's put three fucking blades right through her head. He like tackled her, and he was like, "I always knew it would come to this." And I was like, "Did you? What? <laughs> what point did okay, you? Wolverine. What pictures and frames were you staring at? Where you <laughs> knew it was gonna come to this? Because all season, all I've seen is you crying over wanting to be with her, and all right. of a sudden he was like, "I fucking knew I'd have to kill you one day." And I was like, <laughs> "At what point? When?" But the whole point is that uh, Scott is the weak one, mm-hmm. which only stupid people think. <laughs> maybe uh, not the week. but no Wolverine is also weak because he can't do it mm-hmm. also in the right moment and this is probably Phoenix she can wake up and just be like Logan what no no he's like Logan do it now get her while she's here this entire episode is them being like Jean is through and then like all of a sudden they would be like we gotta get to her while while Jean's in control and then all of it would be the Phoenix like you're too late motherfuckers and then that was like it happened five times in this mm-hmm. every time it did happen during this mind scrambler where they were like Jean was like Wolverine you gotta do it you gotta kill me and then Phoenix was like you dumb idiot you didn't do it now I'm here well, <laughs> there was a line with Professor X is like you gotta do it you gotta do it now before she and she's like what before I wake up (laughs) (laughs) and the only thing that eventually takes her down is um, uh, Xavier does have to go into her mind and we get a whole mind battle he brain blasts her he brain blasts her and we get 
I mean, there's another word for this, but continue. <laughs> Is there another one? Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Go ahead. Um, but yeah, so it, we do have this mind battle, and you know how X-Men do. It's going to be dramatic. He is going to turn into a big warrior in yeah. the mind, and eventually he can't do it on his own because Jean is still there. Jean is helping. She is there a little bit, yeah. And Once they come out of the battle. Oh, sorry. Hit it. You drop it on them. Once they come out of the battle, uh, the five X-Men that we have are still floating in the air. Yeah. And... Professor X unleashes them, and they fall. And I think it's important that he could have made them gently land on the ground and then release them. But what he did was say, like, oh, you guys are six feet above the air, so, like, this is going to twist an ankle or two? Fall. Because <laughs> I'm Professor X, and I don't give a shit, son. I hope you stretch, bitches. <laughs> He's like, I just had a whole mind battle. I'm tired. Fucking drop them. <laughs> drop them. Um, but, yeah, we do have... Um, at this point, they're all freed, and that's when we get... Lalandra coming to Earth. Lalandra comes and drops it on them that they need to destroy both Jean Grey and Phoenix. So the hair on the Disco Brothers looks terrible. Mm -hmm. On Lalandra, I kind of like it. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. It works for her. They tried to copy her, and it's just not working for them. What's weird is as I get older, I get younger. So like I'm thinking like we every life is precious, right? Yes. But also, if we just fucking kill Jean right now... You just get so rid of Jean. Isn't that the best option? And I know we're not supposed to think that because Scott Summers is in love with her and Logan's in love with her. But if we fucking drop her right now, we put a bullet in her head right now, that saves billions of lives. Mm -hmm. A lot, yeah. And a lot of future issues, a lot of future headaches. So I don't know. The X Men are probably going to take a stance on this, though, if I were to guess. But they always know that. Um, We'll find another way. Mm -hmm. In real life, I don't know if we can. I think that she should just get got. Yeah. <laughs> Am I weird? Is that wrong? No, I've been thinking the same thing this whole time. It's like, what if she just gets got? This seems a little bit difficult. I mean, even Xavier at some point was on board with that. When he, like, their first debrief, he was like, like I don't... You gotta get her. Yeah. Like, he was halfway there. So the team is half there. They realize it. There was a 10-minute close-up on Professor X, and it's because he was just trying to raise one eyebrow. Because <laughs> it, it's a lot of heavy lifting. It's and eventually he was like, I raised it. Hmm, what if... What if, Is this a good idea? You know what, Chuck? It is. It is. All right, so the episode ends there on that little cliffhanger, which means it's time for us to go to awards. We're going to start with most 90s thing. Caitlin, what do you got? Oh, Cassie, before we start... Yeah. I forgot to announce. I'm going to sweep these awards. Last week, yeah. we were a real big... Dick. Well, and you kept I got bringing zero awards. Yep. It's again. Did you learn from your mistakes? Because every learn. time you were like, "I don't love Cyclops." Give Cyclops two awards. Give Cyclops five awards. Yeah. I'm gonna I do it this time. I don't think this is gonna Caitlin, go great for go you. Go ahead. Um, I think the most ninety thing would be it. It's gonna be that Wolverine moment because the Mighty Ducks were probably really big in this time, and like we we love the ducks. So that was the only reason they could have mentioned. Yeah, it. yeah. It was it's like, like ducks. And everybody started like. Quacking. They're yeah. like, quack, quack, quack. quack. Hold on. Like, you think I this was ducks. a Anaheim Ducks? The Mighty Ducks, like the TV, like the like the show, the hit, like movie. Even though Fox and Disney were totally separate at that it's point. Yeah. But it's like a, it's a huge thing. You know, you know Wolverine watches his TV shows. Ryan, what do you got movies? for this? Uh, I'm going to go with that janky computer. Uh, B says, well, I should do some computer work. And fucking flies his <laughs> furry fingers on a computer that's like DOS minus. Like mm -hmm. it is... This computer is capable of far less than, like, 
the water bottles that we own. Yeah. And he's just firing codes into there. Mm-hmm. And the clicky clacky of those keyboards are intense. Yeah. Um, for most of the 90s thing, I do have Dark, Dark Phoenix Wild Ass Big Hair because it is, it's intense and it's it's a full look and I'm here for it. I know this is a foolish thing to say right before you get points, but that is an 80s thing. So. Wow. I'm going to give that point to me anyhow. <laughs> yeah. Because um, they put it in the 90s. So what do you have to say about that, Ryan? Good job, me, for that. Our next award is Best Gas Blind. Ryan, what do you got for it? We have talked a lot about how uh, Jean Grey, the character, and her uh, voice actress is a little orgasmy. Uh-huh. Yeah. But when she went home and she just couldn't stop saying, Daddy, Daddy, <laughs> where's my... Where's my daddy? 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 Mm, daddy? I gasped, Cassie. <laughs> and I gasped hard. Well, Ryan's not getting a point That's this probably one. good for a point, right? <laughs> Caitlin, what do you got? It was weird. It was weird. It was weird. It was weird. Um, my best gas line, it, it's actually going to go to Phoenix. Um, when Professor X is and Phoenix are having, where he's like, you should kill her. And the line is, before she, and then before he could finish, she says, recovers. She <laughs> and had, was like, ah! she had some bangers this week. She said, why does the sensation lessen when the opponent is weak? Yeah. And that's like, put that as your Tinder profile she, and see what you get. The <laughs> amount of time she says sensation. Yeah. And like, I'm like, are we trying to be sexual here? Like, that's on the edge of all X Men episodes. Yeah. Is the verge of sexual slash? Can we get this past kids? Yeah. Villains want to, I guess, create chaos and do evil, or like make money, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. those are the two things. But she's like, mm. you know what I mean? She's like, mm. <laughs> Dad, <Wait>, great. <laughs> My almost Where's gas- my dark Cassie hold on. Where's no. my dark daddy? <laughs> Great, I'm glad we got that. Um I almost I have two for this. The one that I'm not gonna count, I just do have to mention it, is when we go to that wild ass bulky computer, there is a picture of Wolverine's blind girlfriend. Um, yeah, I, saw that. I saw that. <laughs> just a little callback to like I do still love her. And gasped. Yeah, and I gasped. And I was like, Oh my god, they they remembered they did this. But my real gasp line is um when Xavier said the strength of her mind is truly awesome. Xavier can't say the word awesome. Yeah. That's like... And then he did like a uh, flip 180 Tony Hawk 360 <laughs> and that was, was good skateboarding, Professor X. Pretty good skateboarding. Awesome um, used to be a real word that people used and now it's just for talking about kick flips and Mountain Dew. It's fucking awesome, bro. Um, Ryan, you're obviously not getting a point for that one so it's going to go to Caitlin. Woo! I did say daddy a lot. You did say did daddy. Did you want to think about that before you make your decision? Nope. I want to move on to best use of power. Uh, Caitlin, what do you got for it? I'm giving this to Phoenix because there's a point when Phoenix turns a tree gold for no reason. Caitlin, ah, it's yes. gold tree. It's gold, gold tree. tree is the most powerful thing I've ever it seen. Gets turned to gold and it, it like falls on top of of Wolverine mm-hmm. and it's like crushing him. And so Rogue has to pick it up. Yeah. And that's all you see of gold tree. I want to see so people sparkly but deadly. So yeah. sparkly. And I want to see them mine this for money. <laughs> yeah. I want to see them create like a jewelry Honestly, company. What is it worth? It, uh, it's so big. Is it a trillion dollars? Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to support me and all of my children. Professor X sure. rolls in and he's like, 
Not Goldtree. <laughs> There's gold so tree much potential Goldtree. <laughs> so Ryan, you got Goldtree as yeah, well, I'm assuming. Um, I do have Rogue dropping nasty ass Gambit into the lake because uh, she did. She was like, I can't save you. And then she was like, actually. Maybe his first bath of all time. Yeah. And she was like, you, you a dirty boy. But you guys did come together and you got Goldtree. Caitlin, you did say it first though. So yeah. you're going to go ahead and get that point. Goldtree. Crazy. All right. Let's go ahead and move on to LVP. Ryan, what do you got for it? Uh, my LVP is Professor X because he floats in, right? Mm -hmm. He floats in to the situation and he's like, oh, fuck, what's going on? And then he flashes back to all the times that he was trying to help Jean Grey but created the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. And he yeah. was like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I, I don't darn did this. Did this. <laughs> he like, you and know what? <laughs> Professor X, everything that happens with the X-Men is your fault. It's always your fault. But this is the first time you've ever realized it. <laughs> so this might be MVP, but for me it's LVP of him just being like, Gosh darn it, exactly. this one is on me. He was like, hey, you guys, I almost created the perfect like opening for her to come. And I, I was like... I took this uh, mentally unstable person, I put, him in a, put her in a torture chamber, <laughs> and I fucking just shocked her until... Uh, she wanted to do she she wanted to do what I wanted to do. I think this is my fault. This is this might be a my bad, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my bad. This is on me. You know what? I'm buying pictures tonight. This is on me. <laughs> this is on me. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, Caitlin, what do you got? I have a um, beast as the mm. LVP because um like he made a mind scrambler. He made a mind scrambler with the CAD CAM system. But he also he, gets knocked the fuck out immediately. He gets knocked he out. He literally does nothing. He does gets not knocked spit out. a person on his legs. No, his little mind thing that he makes. Phoenix dissolves within seconds. Oh, it I love that, by the way. Nothing. When half an episode is dedicated to creating this contraption. Yeah. And one second later, Phoenix is like, no. No. And it you melts thought. in her hands. She was like, you thought. It's like the reverse Eminem. Wait, reverse Eminem? Eminem. Nope. Uh. Um, for LVP, I do have, there was somebody who did even less than a fight, and that's Gambit. All he did was say a pervy line and then mm. didn't do anything to help no, the fight. No, he's the one who put the thing on Phoenix, though. But it didn't do anything. It didn't do anything. It though. didn't do anything. She thought it was daddy when he came. So. <laughs> daddy. Hate that. Hate that very much. Ryan, daddy. even though you are doing this, I am going to give that point to you. I, that's testament to how good of what you brought was. Um, let's daddy, go ahead and move where's on. where's my waffles? Absolutely not. We're going to move on to MVP. <sighs> Ryan? Bring it, Cassie. You know what it is. No one had a plan until Cyclops came up. He was like, I have an idea. Here's what it is. Professor X is like, well, I'm a stupid shit, but I'll help you. Beast is like, I'm fucking dumber than Cyclops and way, way worth less. I'll fucking help you. And Cyclops is like, I will let you help me because that's the way the job gets done because the teamwork because I'm the leader. But just so everybody knows, I came up with the idea. I'm Cyclops. I'm the MVP. This is not a cold winter. This is not a dumb spring. This is a hot Summers, a Scott Summers, and Cyclops is the MVP. How how much did you rehearse that? Do you just say that to you every, yourself every night? Oh, I rehearsed it enough where you're going to hear that at the end of every podcast for like the next six months. Um, but did he do anything? Every time he was like the he power said, of level banker. I don't think I don't remember him saying I have this idea. Because yeah, you block him out. <laughs> well, the, we'll have to review the tapes on that if you're right or not. Caitlin, what do you got? Uh, I have Jean Grey for her big old strong mind and mm -hmm. for uh, and hair and hair for you know fighting with Phoenix and being able to break through every once in a while. Mm -hmm. Without her, um, Professor X said said it. She'd Why did be she lost break to through? Phoenix to talk to Scott? To talk to Scott, but I, I mean, 
you can't give all the credit to Scott for Jean's powerfulness. Just like, like a man wanting yep. to give the power to another man yeah. when the woman's doing all the work. Yeah, she's doing um, it all. MVP, I do have Rogue just for the line, what is this, catching X-Men Day? Um, yeah, MVP. that was good. She did it like good. four times. She did yeah. have to catch And she does it them. in every episode. She does it four times. But this is the first time where she was like, what is my what job is here? It? <laughs> this is getting a little <laughs> a crazy. A lot of X-Men to catch. <laughs> um, Ryan, you know you're not getting that point. Come on. Scott Summers, though, Cassie. No, no, Scott Summers didn't do anything. He was just like, I'm so great. Um, I know my level breakthrough for her because I'm the greatest thing, and she's going to recognize that. This shit and is rigged. Women own the earth, and it must <laughs> stop. <laughs> Get used to it, Ryan. So me and you came up with a tie with one point each, Ryan, which leaves three whole points going to Caitlin. Caitlin Ooh. wins this wow. X-Tens. Um, on that big, huge bomb drop, it's time to end the show. Uh, Ryan, can you tell me about websites? Yes. Uh, uh, here's some websites. Uh, yourpopfilter.com is our home base. That's where you can find every podcast that we do, every article that we've written. I have written six or seven articles six about the greatness of Scott Summers. Mm. Uh, Nobody's going to pay for that. Each one better than No, you don't have to pay for it. It's all free. Oh, okay. You have to pay with your time of reading it and also get educated and also be smarter than you were before. Well, I'm sorry. Well, uh, any other websites? Uh, yeah, uh, patreon.com slash yourpopfilter is how you can help us out a little bit more than you are right now. Uh, figure out a tier, and I think right now the best one is $5 tier, mm. because that's the one where we make more than $1. I like that. That's good. That's a good tier. And but you're not paying too much. Yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon is the link where, uh, if you make that your Amazon bookmark, uh, you will help us out, and you will help Amazon out less. Even if you don't want to help us out... Don't you want to help Amazon out less? Just a little less. Um, Caitlin, can you tell us about the other shows? Yeah, there's some other great shows like Movie of the Year. Mm-hmm. We're right now, we're going through the best ofs. Uh, best of the Year is the booties, um, including the album, TV comedy, TV drama. It's real good stuff. And even the Cody, where everyone gets drunk and talks about everything that happened during the year. Caitlin, so yeah. far. Yeah. Uh-huh. And this is what, like your fourth booty? I uh, think so. I think. Maybe. Do you think that you are helping or hurting? Um, uh, hurting, uh, I want to say hurting really on the inside of my heart because <laughs> it's hard to make decisions, right? Yeah. Also, decisions. I have heartburn. Uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do you guys take medicine for that? No. Like just we're at the live. age where you just have to start like taking, drinking Pepto-Bismol every day. Every single day. Just you wake up that bitch. Yeah. It's a milkshake. But, but you know, um, how else will I feel alive if I don't have heartburn? So I just got to have a little something. Um, we're also on social media at your pop filter on Instagram and Twitter. Cassie, same question. Yep. Is Caitlin hurting the booties by being on them? Of course. Really? But that's why that we bring her. That's what we bring her. That's what everybody comes for. I want to see the stats of how often you guys vote with each other as opposed to against each other. That would be, I think it's a pretty even split. Do you think it's 50, yeah. 50? It yeah. might be around 50, 50. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting indeed. Um, we're that also- means she doesn't want me to talk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just afraid you're going to bring up Scott again, and I simply can't stand for it. Scott Summers? Cyclops? No, I would never. It's contact at your pop filter if you want to email us. If you want to talk about how bad Scott is, um, please email us. Next week, you guys, it's the season finale of Peacemaker, and you know we got to talk about that. It's also the finale of the Dark Phoenix Saga. So big episode. Be sure to tune in for that. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Caitlin. For Caitlin, I am Parker. And for me, I am me. Bye, everyone. Bye.